Hashtag NSW. All right, thanks so much to Councillor Magnoni for the news and uh, taking us right throughout the entire world as far as the happenings. The chairman's press conference happened today, and despite being the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic, Gauteng province is the preferred host uh, for the National Soccer League to complete the AMSA Premiership as well as the Atlanta Africa Championship. Now, there were earlier reports that had suggested that there could be a standoff between uh, the two football bodies. However, as it stands, both the PSL as well as SAFA are currently finalizing the processes that are required to ensure that compliance is adhered to. Uh, At eight, you are saying, obviously, there's a meeting that's happening with the SAFA officials, about match officials. Compliance officers of SAFA and the PSL. Okay, secondly, you said that you agreed on, on, on a date to train and resume play, if I'm not mistaken. No, that is given by the government's directive. So as it stands now, we do not have like a, a date that you can say, okay, we are starting on the 18th or... Let me say this, whenever we prepare the fixtures, we send them to SAFA. Then SAFA in return come back to us with a response. We've set a date, but that date is sent to SAFA, and SAFA is going to want to come back and indicate. Let me give the issue of the epicenter. Now, I've indicated that, you know, football, because of its nature, is seen as play. It's not seen as a business. All of you sitting here, even at home, at work, you leave your home to go to work. The risk that goes with that, you go to work by taxi, by buses, by train. And in some instances, you go to the shopping centers. You go to meet, you know, shopping and do other things. And you come back home, there's no social distancing. There's no mask wearing. Imagine the risk that goes with it. Now, the issue of the epicenter and the issue of uh, the lockdown was emphasizing that we minimize the contact with crowds, with gatherings. Now, what we have provided, you know, as a solution, again, was predicated on a, a medically safe risk to make sure that we play in an environment that's going to assist. Now, whoever goes into the bubble, must be tested first. If you are not negative, you can't go to the bubble. You cannot come out of the, of the bubble. Now, all the companies that have resumed work, give me one that has done the testing before they resume work. Any company. Your company itself never tested all of you. So you're going to keep on going to work out, in, out, in, out. But for us, it was also good that it happened this way. Because some of the clubs have discovered that there are some players that were infected, wouldn't have known. And if we had done it earlier, it would better still to make sure that you know we're assisting to manage, you know, the spread of the of the virus. So therefore, by doing this bubble, in fact, is now used as a model that you know this is the best way when rugby wants to go back, must use the BSE model. And that's why NICD they've said that this is unbelievable. It even got beyond the protocols that they anticipated. In fact, I'm told there might be some kind of letter coming to ease up because we went over the top in providing a safe environment. So what we have produced 
is not 100% perfect, but it mitigates against the risk as compared to other companies. If other companies were subjected to the same kind of conditionalities, it would be a different story altogether. We see a shop that are closed, supermarkets are closed because of whatever has happened. Because there's always that kind of risk that goes with it. Because you cannot test everybody. But if the staff and everybody is given a chance, it's going to be somehow easier. But it was not possible. But for us, because of the sensitivity and the emotion that goes with football, we have to err on the side of caution to make sure that you know we provide this opportunity. Is there any action that will be taken by the league on the teams that have been training even long before the training was given the green light to do so? Obviously, the necessary process must take place. If it's true that there are people who went against the permission of the minister because we've stressed this with the Board of Governors, as event organizers, we would be held liable for any omissions. So therefore, cannot allow people to take risks with the lives of people by be behaving as if that is normal. And that's why it's going to be very important and unfortunate if that has happened. If people who don't respect the law and don't respect the right to life, we have gone against the grain of making sure they comply first before they undertaking the training as subjected. Because one of the conditionalities that was asked for was that everybody must go for ECG, go for testing, to make sure that we are sure that when you are asked the question, in case there's a fatality, the insurance company is going to ask what are the requirements where they are put in place. When they went to training, where they give a go ahead to do that. Now imagine the, the disadvantage to the people that are affected will be now be risk of not being paid out by the insurance company. Uh, let me ask the question I did not answer. When we submitted our applications to government, it was a board of governors resolution was that you know, we're going to play all the games in Gauteng province and Northwest province. But we did receive a very good pitch from Gazuru Natal, which was considered by the task team, but unfortunately because of the application that was submitted, uh, the values was B to be the what's called you know, Gauteng or Northwest province. As we speak now, the PSL has resorted you know, to stick to Gauteng only because of the advantage that it gives. Now, insofar as the Great Africa, the Board of Governors resolution was that all the two clubs must go to the bubble. There's a meeting of the Board of Governors taking place tomorrow, and that's why we submitted as part of the application to the minister. With the changes, there's another story. But for now, as things stand, all the two clubs must go to the bubble. I must indicate that there was a meeting that took place between us and the Minister of Labor, trying to give advice as to how to go about the issues of the UIF, and a few clubs did apply for that. But the unfortunate part is that PSL, from the 30th of June, that was the last time we get the grant. If nothing happens beyond this time, because what we find, we find the new season going forward. Now, the sponsors at this point in time, they the general and especially the broadcaster. For the last three, four months, they've allowed us to pay and be paid without asking questions in terms of what you give in return. But what's important is that he, that's why it's so urgent for us to start, because beyond you know, the date of June, we won't be able to give the clubs any grants for them. If that happens, it means we must now revert to Section 189 for retrenchment. So that is the reality of the situation. It's been stressful to the clubs. Some clubs, they treat upon themselves you know, to do some kind of you know, uh, dealings with the players. 
by asking for a reduction of 30 to 40 percent on the packages. But what we have done as a PSA, we have make sure that we can stick to what we promised the players uh, until the 30th of June. And also want to uh, also thank FIFA for allowing us to engage the players and the players' union that they must be at least cooperative for sporting integrity. That all the clubs, when they go and play, they must finish the season with the full complement of their players. Hence, we will extend from the 30th of June to the 30th of, of July, but we went beyond that as PSL to the 30th of August. And whatever dates that we talk about, whether it's training dates you know, for the teams and whatever resumption, we start coming back from the 30th and come six weeks, because we need six weeks to finish the season and make sure that all the matters have been taken care of. Because if you don't have that 45 days or six weeks, it will not be easy to finish the season. So PSL are under severe pain and stress because they don't have funds reserves. Most of the 95% of the teams don't have reserves. So we hope that uh, uh, sooner than later uh, we'll be resuming uh, the business and making sure that we make the stress a bit lesser for the clubs. There's no continuous testing. There are two testing. The first test and the second test for the eight hours before you go to the public. Now, that's why we're trying to define this means that when you're playing football, you manufacture COVID. And we're saying people that are going into COVID uh, uh, bubble, which have been tested for the last time, to make sure that whoever goes in there is negative. That's why there's not continuous, continuous screening of players of temperatures and other things, which is normal. But testing happens only twice. First testing, the second testing for the eight hours before you go to the bubble. That's where two testing that are compulsory. And as we speak now, the PSI has opened up an account uh, to one of the nationally, I call you know, footprint, you know, uh, one of the big two, uh, to make sure make it easy for the clubs. For those clubs don't have uh, funds, the league has opened an account to pay for it, for those clubs and deduct later on uh, from their grants, whatever support we pay to the clubs. What we have done as a practice, as normal, we submitted the date which we have not made public. We have not announced the date in public. Because the date in public is not our date, because as a peer said, we have never officially announced the date. So I'm saying what we have done is submitted the, 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 the date you know, to, to, to suffer. That's what we do usually. We prepare the fixture and submit it to, to suffer every year, and for them to supply the deliveries. So now they've taken that in correspondence to the compliance officers meeting for discussion. So we just have to wait. There's a squad size that has been allocated you know, to every team, but also there's a dispensation that has been provided for that you can use your MTC players because here you've got to finish the season for players that are on, out of contract or free agents. But what we've done, we've emphasized that whatever happens, you've got to finish the season. If it costs you to finish with the MTC players, so be it. But the season must be finished because we're in the no new normal that we did not uh, back and forth, we are in a state of war. Chairman, realistically, to finish the season before August, when, when will we have to resume play? Watch the space. <laughs> but I want to say this, uh, <clears throat> there be very serious engagements between you know, us uh, and the minor body to make sure that we find a solution. They are also sensitive in a way of the reality facing the league, but also sensitive about the issues of health, because they also have a burden on their side as a national association to make sure that there are certain things 
are seen to be done in a correct way. Because we've got a very challenging you know, situation in the country. We've got the Sports and Recreations Act, we've got the Sasria Act, which put different obligations on event organizers. So that's why it's very important that some of the things must take them into context. But unfortunately, when other things are written in a way that uh, is not the spirit of what we, we are hoping to achieve. Because we're dealing with a sensitive environment which needs cool heads. And I must indicate that, you know, uh, serious discussions on an ongoing basis with the President of SAPA uh, to engage on these issues robustly so, to make sure that, you know, we don't give things to chance. Uh, when there's a solution that comes about, it comes about because there's been robust engagement. Because, again, football is a game of emotions. If you don't do things, you must say, I'm on the side of caution. I can only do as best I can. Nobody can be perfect, 100%. So I hope that, you know, with all that we have done, it might be able to give us an opportunity to, call, uh, to continue playing. But also thank the Department of Sports uh, for providing the, the support and the guidance in every effort to make sure that uh, we see this day of finishing and saving the industry from collapse. Well, it's a threat we don't want to see happening, the collapse of the industry. Because it's not in our hands. We can see how the companies are bleeding. Don't give them an excuse to say, just withdraw the money, but we don't have money in any way, because there's no money that we're making. So we're balancing so many sensitive areas of lives and livelihoods. So we hope that whatever happens, uh, we'll be able to come up with solutions which can assist us in making sure that we get the game forward. But under strict care of everybody's obligation, Players, officials, sponsors, broadcasters, media, it's an obligation to assist one another because they're not putting up play. See things in the way of partnership, all of us. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that was the voice of the chairman of the Premier Soccer League, Ivan Koza, giving a breakdown from a PSL perspective. Mazola Mlefe, journalist with Soccer La Duma, joins me on the line. Mazola, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Good evening, Tarob, and good evening to your listeners. A basic layman will ask, how do you summarize that? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a bit tricky to summarize. I suppose uh, if I were to summarize it, I would say it's probably some sort of a, a plea. Uh, a heartfelt plea from the chairman of the Premier Soccer League for for Safa to for them and Safa to to find uh, a way forward and allow them to to restart uh, or complete the balance of the league. And uh, you know, obviously this this morning he or this rather this afternoon he mentioned that they've not announced a date uh, publicly. That's for Safa to do. But obviously, I'm sure by now everyone has seen the stories and has seen the you know. The, the document or the secular that's been moving around that the date that's being proposed uh, is the 18th of July, which is this weekend. Hmm. On Mandela's birthday. Now, the issue around that restart that would have been happening this weekend, I mean, there are a couple of things, though, Mazola, that still would be left unanswered, the questions, is the secrecy around... Uh, the clubs and the positive tests. I mean, we have been doing interviews with clubs and coaches, and yeah. when you start to talk about this issue, then they say, no, that's, it's not for them to comment on uh, the, the players that have tested positive, not really wanting to know who they are, but 
Every club yeah. has to have a count and a number so that we, as the public, are kept up to speed uh, with what Absolutely. is going on. And if there are positive tests, uh, like there is a, a daily tell or toll that uh, the the Minister of Health does with the entire country, I mean, surely for football, it must be the same. Absolutely. I think, you know, to, to keep it a, a hidden or not being transparent about uh, the numbers to say, because we're not out here asking for, for, for the names, although obviously there, there have been arguments about uh, names and all of that, and, but the, 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 the medical profession, professionals have said that it's a, you know, it's a confidentiality, confidentiality issue, but the, the, I think what's at the heart of it is that if there's silence about the tests, regular testing and the results thereof, uh, then we are creating a stigma also around uh, the, <clears throat> the virus. Uh, you know, we're making it look like footballers are not are not human and they are immune to, to, to you know, catching the the deadly disease. Uh, you know, I've you know I've been vocal about this, and you know, you know, to 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 some people's distaste and to some who have agreed with me when I've said I think it's it's, it's a no-brainer uh, that uh, these mm-hmm. tests, the results should be made public by the clubs. Uh, every time, every time they are testing, uh, the clubs should come out publicly to say we have two, we have three, we have four, or however many uh, cases. Because it's the, it's the reality. We are not uh, we are not oblivious to the fact that people are getting sick, uh, and and you know there are fatalities in the country as well. So uh, people, especially, I think the chairman mentioned at the start of his press conference that you know it's important for him to bring some good news in the midst of the pandemic and you know obviously it shows that the amount of interest that the that football in the country garners so uh, if football is such a key uh, part of, uh, of, of 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 society and uh, what people enjoy and that kind of stuff uh, why not also uh, educate use football to, to to educate and i feel clubs that are withholding mm-hmm. that kind of information are not playing their part in education in education or educating uh, the country about about the, the disease. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to use a quick basketball analogy here, Mazola, if you may. It, it was posted literally 33 minutes ago. Uh, one of the world famous basketballers, Russell Westbrook, literally just posted to say, "I tested positive for COVID-19." to my team's departure for Orlando. I'm currently feeling well, quarantined, and looking forward to rejoining my teammates uh, when I am cleared. Thank you all for the well wishes and continued support. Uh, please take this virus seriously. Be safe. Mask up. Hashtag why not. Straightforward. Gets the job done. 40.5 thousand people have liked it. 11.6 thousand have retweeted it. That's the kind of impact that you are talking about right now to say take responsibility. Absolutely, I don't. I don't understand. Obviously, when the when, when an athlete or a personality decides to publicly reveal that their status in, in terms of the virus, obviously it's, it's at their discretion. Uh, and, and the issue here is that they've taken that decision because they want to educate. They want to show people that uh, you know the, the the virus does not choose whether you are rich, poor, uh, you are an athlete, or or, or you are not. It, it it does not discriminate. So. Uh, to your point, Rob, that's exactly what I'm talking mm. about. I think clubs, our clubs, are those who have not disclosed uh, are, t- are testing and they've got several cases and they're not mentioning it or saying anything about it. I'm missing uh, a big opportunity here uh, to, 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 to create awareness uh, that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you are, 
the reality is that you know uh, we are living with this with this virus, and until such a time that there's a, a vaccine, uh, people are going to be uh, getting sick. So I think, as I said, and I keep repeating that it's, mm. it's a massive opportunity missed uh, as far as I'm concerned. We have said on this show very consistently now that when everybody would phone through or ask what needs to happen or what is the role of the South African Football Association, and the key answer was that they, they will always have the final say. And even the Minister yes. of Sport, Arts, Culture and Recreation, Minister Natim Tetra, also spelled it out that SAFA must oversee the safe return uh, of football uh, by implementing all of the necessary protocols as well to ensure that um, every club is is able to adhere to the uh, measures that are required. So there's nothing new in that. In in the end, it was going to be SAFA that gives the go-ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think also when uh, there was an announcement on Friday from the league, which... I must say, you know, you know, I was relieved to finally see some kind of communication from from the league about uh, a word that's going to come from from the chairman because we've gone, you know, four months. I think it will be officially four months as of what the 15th or 16th of of July uh, that since we heard from from the league. Uh, the last time we heard from the league via a statement or a, a press conference was mid March. Uh, are following a BOG meeting in Kempton Park that the league would be suspended, and we've not heard anything uh, else. Uh, so I'll, you can imagine my surprise when you know we've obviously obviously there's been stories that we've been writing, we've, you know, and information is now being leaked because in a time of disruption when you need uh, those in authority to to speak out and there's nothing, there's no sort of formal official communication coming through it leads to you know uh, miscommunication it leads to uh, you know various you know uh, information being passed out uh, which the league obviously has not uh, verified or, or confirmed you know and obviously these stories are being leaked because you know there are some people perhaps within uh, the clubs that want the information to be to be to be uh, made public so you can imagine my surprise and I'm sure my colleagues as well who so you know information coming out about you know in talks between the government talks between safa and the psl as far back as the 15th of june the 23rd of june so my question was you know it, it would have been nice it would have been nice to have that confirmation uh, or those statements uh, being sent out to the media so that we are also kept abreast about uh, what is going on and but instead what has happened is obviously it's led to all sorts of speculation perhaps maybe some of them off the mark some of them are on the mark but you know um we are we are here now uh we are waiting mm-hmm. for the south african football association to to sort of maybe perhaps give more clarity with regards to when football can resume obviously the the the, the letter the memos that have been flying back and forth between the two acting ceos uh one acting ceo saying a proposed date of the 18th of july uh, the other CEO from Nazarek saying, no, you cannot, it's, it's impractical to play football before the 1st of August because the referees also need time and also mm-hmm. the compliance uh, must be adhered to. The chairman of the league today saying they've done all of that uh, as per request of the government and basically the ball is in Safa's court. Mm. 
Well, I know for sure that uh, the referees also have not been tested um, or gone through any rightful procedure. I just wanted to squeeze the last 30 seconds, though, for your reaction in terms of the uh, the epicenter called Gauteng. That is where the the camp, if you want to call it that, uh, will be staged. What's what's your reaction to that? Look, my my issue, I I don't necessarily have a big problem with it per se, Rob. If if you are saying you're going to, and the medical practic- practitioners are saying you can create a, bi- a biologically safe environment and where people are not coming in and out, then I suppose you can go ahead. Uh, it, 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 perhaps it's like akin to staying at home uh, and not going going out uh, at all. If you are staying at home and there are no movements, the chances of you contracting the, the virus are limited. And my understanding also is that the, the proposal uh, at the time was with Johannesburg or Houting rather and the Northwest before Kwasi Natal came into the picture. So I think that the, 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 the government preferred to deal with what they had in their hand at the time, regardless of any late proposal that would have come in. I suppose when the proposal was submitted at the time, I don't think Houting was necessarily the epicenter at the time, but if you are speaking of a bio bubble, then I suppose mm. you can carry on playing football if you ensure that the 50 uh, members, persons from each club that are coming into and staying at the at the hotels and going to the training pitches and the stadiums in the next six weeks, if they are not moving about and being in contact with other people that are not necessarily in that bio bubble, then it can be done. That is my understanding. Mm. All right, senior journalist with Sokala Duma, Mazora Malifa, thank you so much, Baba, for joining us on Mara Sports Worldwide. Always a pleasure, Tarob. Appreciate it, man. Great analysis there coming through from Mazola regarding the press conference uh, that was staged today.